Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. So welcome to today's Leadership Mindset Podcast, and I'm very fortunate today to have Simon Gray with me. Now, Simon and I have known each other for, must be approaching about 10 years now. Uh, Simon used to be one of three directors at Cherry Professional Recruitment, and which started in 2008. Started my business around about the same time. And so, uh, through Simon's journey, we've, we've always kept in touch. He then started Career Codex in 2013, um, which he'll tell you a little bit about later, but it's, it's a lot about coaching execs into new positions. Simon's also the author of three books. I think he's about to work on a fourth on one. A is that fourth, true? Yeah, that was a good plug there. Yes, yeah, thank fourth you. one on the way. <laughs> fourth one on the way. And uh, certainly at the end, it'd be interesting just to hear what Simon's up to at the minute in case you want to find out more about what he's doing. Certainly if you're uh, an executive listening to the podcast and you're thinking about your next career move, I can I would recommend Simon highly to um, check out his, his products and also um, have, have a chat with him about where you're looking to go and get some advice. The other thing that Simon and I have always found is we're, we both fairly fascinated in mindset and what keeps you psychologically strong. So I'm going to start with a question around that, Simon, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. So how do you keep yourself psychologically strong and lead yourself and keep yourself as sharp as you can in what you do day to day? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think this is an ongoing thing that you work on. Um, I've, I've found that as I've got older, I've got better at this. Um, and when um, when I was when I was preparing to, to come and talk to you today, I thought about because you don't have to think about what it is, but I thought about specifically what it is that I do that helps me day to day with my uh, with my state of mind. And I think the first thing I'd say is that in life we're always going to have good times and bad times. We're going to have failures and we're going to have successes. Um, and I think if you dig a bit deeper, you tend to find that there, either, there are things in life that you do or, or things that happen that either help you or hurt you. And what I try and do is to focus on the things that help me and discard some of the things that hurt me. So that's the first thing that, uh, that I do. I think reframing is a very important technique that I've started to adopt um, in recent years. You know, what's, when something goes wrong, what does it mean? Is it the end of the world or is it happening for another reason, perhaps to teach you something. So uh, I tend to see failure or problems now as, a, as an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for learning, which kind of diffuses any pain that's associated with those failures. Um, so they're just a, a couple of things. Um, I think habits are everything as well. So building strong habits, building uh, a system of, of, of discipline. I can expand on this if you wish. Um, but building strong habits that reinforce where you want to be, who you want to be, uh, and how you want to get there, I think, is uh, is key. Yeah, I, I love that, Simon. Uh, I mean, that reframing technique, that sort of shifting to find a different perspective, yeah. uh, I've spoken about on, on other podcast episodes. But interestingly, when you talked about habits, the previous podcast I did in this series was um, about life boys, sharks, clouds and sun rays, but particularly wow. focusing on the life boys and the sharks, because life boys are the things that you put in place that keep you afloat, yeah. which I think you're speaking about in terms of good habits and yes. structure. Yes. And the sharks are the things that uh, can take you down, and and it's being aware of those. Like even simply, uh, I was spending way too much time on social media and Facebook and whatever at the beginning yeah. of the year, so I've, I've should have shifted out of that a little bit. So yeah, fascinating to hear those, and I, I relate 
it's a lot of those but I, I totally agree with you habits yeah, are habits everything habits are everything, habits are everything. The, the, the other thing that, um, that's been important to me over the last few years is, is being able to let go okay so I did a uh, I did a course in London probably about must be about 10 years ago now called the Landmark Forum I don't know whether it's I've heard it's that widely known yeah yeah no, I've heard of it's this. kind of a three day intensive thing you, you start very early in the morning you finish very late at night and it really gets you to think about who you are and what, what, what it's all about uh, and they talked about this concept of uh, they called it a racket so when we hold on to kind of negative thoughts we hold on to these things because we derive a, a benefit from them in some way. Maybe it's uh, an excuse not to move forward or an excuse to, okay, yeah. to stay in our status quo. So I always try and think about those things now and I try and just say, do you know what, something's not gone right. Okay, no problem, let's just let go and move forward because I've, I've got the moment now to do something about moving forward. Let's not get held up by the past. Yeah, and it's sort of letting go of excuses almost, isn't it? Yeah. And, and making excuses for not moving forwards. Yeah. And um, certainly you, you and I chatted before we started the podcast series and I, I've been amazed how much you've moved forward in terms of your expertise in digital marketing for example yeah and you yeah. just keep moving forwards and pushing forwards and learning more and applying that in your, in your business and uh, exactly like, yeah i'm expecting to see almost <laughs> see a digital marketing business come out of you in the future simon but we'll maybe, <laughs> maybe. I, th I think the you know the purpose of life you know what are we all here for if you start to get really deep and question the meaning of life and what it's all about i think i think we're here to love and i think we're here to learn yeah, yeah. so those are the two things that i try focus my attention on yeah no I love that I, I think um, on other podcasts I've talked about a psychologist called Carol Dweck who looks a lot of growth mindset yeah uh, and I'm a great believer in that because I think we can continually, continually beat ourselves up about what we don't know the gaps and what have you but if we see growth in ourselves if yeah. we see improvement and I think that's the important part and that's where you talk about the learn aspect of the learn Definitely. and love really um, you may have talked you may talk about this later but I just wanted to touch on it quickly because I know that part of your habits physical fitness is like critically massive. important massive exactly because you know if you if you focus solely on your brain your brain lives in your body so if your brains if you're trying to improve your brain and how you think if your body's not playing the game as well then you're on a, a hiding to nothing so i i'm very very um strong now on balancing having a work-life balance which which involves physical fitness every day pretty much every day one day off a week maybe um with my mental stuff when i'm sat at my desk doing my office type type stuff so for example today before i've come here i've done two and a half hours of uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu which is a, a martial art which is one of my big passions in life um you know some people may say well how can you do that in the middle of the day well i got up at six o'clock this morning work this morning went and did that doing this this afternoon so you can choose how you work when you work especially nowadays and um, I find that you know even on the, the the most difficult of days in the business world if you go and do some physical fitness you pretty much forget that and taking that space away from your office and your desk allows your mind subconsciously to answer some of the problems and some of the questions that you have yeah superb because it is when you create that space in quiet yes uh, I, I mean I'm not nowhere near in your league but I, I go for a regular swim and uh, I find that peace when you swim up and down the swimming pool yeah. gives you the same but all credit to you because I'm I think with that sort of routine that you've developed for yourself of having lunch breaks to go and do your physical fitness yes. you've created something that is just based on how you want it to be yeah exactly not other people's preconceived ideas about how it should be exactly a few years ago i went to a, a conference in london i like to immerse myself with with experts in their field i went to a, a marketing conference conference for marketing professionals 
I remember this uh, this guy got on the stage and he said that um, you know the future of business is not being stuck in an office nine to five. The future of business is working whenever, however, uh, and with whoever because you can do that now. Uh, and that really stuck with me. So uh, when I created my own business career codex, that's one of the things I wanted to I wanted to do uh, and to bring into that that new organisation. Yeah, and I see that in your philosophy. So it was whenever, wherever, with whoever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I like it. Like there it. are no barriers nowadays. It's true, though, isn't it? It is so true. And um, it's interesting, Simon, because when I started my business, I had no vision of working internationally. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to work uh, in Dubai, Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, and then through your good self. <laughs> uh, I was actually introduced to do a piece of work in Switzerland as well. But um, I know you've gone much more into the online space, which yeah, makes definitely. you... I mean, I mean, it really does adopt that philosophy completely, doesn't it? Definitely. So sticking with the habits, is there yes. any other habits you wanted to touch on that you use to, whether they be about your physical fitness or to keep you, I guess, mentally agile and, and get your mindset sharp? Yeah, I think there's probably two things that I do now as a, as a routine that, that really, really help me in my day-to-day business, um, helps me in my personal life as well. The, the first thing, I, I have a habit of getting up at six o'clock. I have a, ru- a morning routine um, and the morning routine involves me getting up uh, and I sit in my office at home and I read a book for half an hour, 45 minutes, have the morning coffee, glass of water, read a book. And the book is designed to inspire me, inspire me, get me to think differently about something. And it kind of programs your mind for the day. And if I did nothing else for the rest of the day, I've advanced my knowledge in a certain area. Um, and it helps me have a really, really good day because it starts the mind off thinking about all the things I need to work on that day. So that's something I've done for, for quite some time now and really, really works. The other thing that I do, which helps with habits, is something, called, something I call a default diary. So on a, on a Sunday, uh, before the week starts, I look at my diary and I put in the diary what I'm gonna do that week. And I take out of the diary what I'm not gonna do that week. And the idea behind that is, when we get into the week, it can become very emotional, we get busy, we get distracted doing stuff. For example, my my martial arts stuff, very easy to take that out of the diary in the middle of the week because I've got an urgent thing I need to deal with. And I say no, I set the default diary on on a Sunday and whatever's in the diary gets done, no matter what. And that really helps me focus on doing it in the first place. It stops me burning a load of energy, trying to make excuses not to do something. Um, and it puts you in a very, very good place because you feel in control of what it is you're doing each and every day. You don't have to wake up and think, well, what am I doing today? Because you already know. So that really helps. Yeah, and that's um, that's almost that element of discipline, I guess. Yeah. That if you start your week yes. with that sort of disciplined approach. Yeah. I've come across this concept of a default diary, and I know that a lot of, you're doing well because a lot of people would struggle with it. Um, <laughs> I mean, one of, the thing, one of the concepts I use and I've used with clients, my clients in the past, is... Um, having appointments with yourself that you don't move. Yeah, Same approach, probably not as structured as you're doing it there, but if you're putting in your diary that you, I don't know, let's say for example, you're gonna work on um, a new piece of your marketing strategy for your own business, and then somebody comes in and says, I need to see you at that time, are you free? And you yeah. say, no, I've got a book in there. Exactly. Same with you, I guess. Uh, if somebody tries to see you lunchtime, actually yeah. I'm unavailable then, but yeah. what you are, you're unavailable is because you're going off doing your, your regular a- fitness. A- exactly, part, part of this comes from my time in recruitment, where running a recruitment business and having staff, people will try and hijack your time all the time. Yeah, yeah, And in yeah. actual fact, they had the answer themselves. So it's 
it's quite difficult to do that in a in an open plan office but i used to try and do it but the, the real element that this comes from is my time in japan so i lived in japan for a couple of years did a martial arts course over there that was very 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 disciplined you had to train there was no excuse um and that really taught me the power of discipline to get something quite difficult quite painful with regard to that done uh and 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 the repetition you know through repetition that's how you build habits that's how you build discipline okay brilliant and it was interesting to hear you um said that you read a book every yeah. morning as well so i'm going to put you on the spot Go here on. simon uh, what's your favorite book or what's the most in- you were using i think inspirational what's the most inspirational book that you've ever read that i've ever read wow that would be a diff- difficult one i can tell you the book that i've just read okay. which is very inspirational um and i'm going to get the title slightly wrong it's just come out it's success habits or building successful habits by napoleon hill ah okay uh, i have a fascination with reading books about the mind and how people yeah, yeah. think and um, i also have a fascination of reading books that haven't just been written these are books that were written you know 50 60 yep. 70 years ago because you read those and you realize that in actual fact these books are talking about people people don't change yeah basic principles uh, yeah, yeah and i think only now we're really we're really starting to understand the human mind and what our capabilities are I think we're only scratching the surface but that's a really really great read uh, yeah. it's, it's a series of radio interviews that Napoleon Hill did um, so okay. have a Google of that have a read of that Recommend yeah I've read, I've, I've read one of his books in the past Think and Grow Rich yeah Think yes. and Grow Rich but, yeah, great uh, book. You, you know it's fascinating with the mindset in terms of books and what have you I, again I talk about this concept about the internal battle we all go through which yeah. is between our potential self the amazing potential we are capable of but our destructive self yes yeah and so like, like yourself actually I like reading stuff where it's more about I guess bringing out your potential developing your pen- potential yeah but we need to have an awareness of the side of our psyche that will, can take us down <laughs> and uh, how do we deal with that and we're so all our own worst enemies we can be yeah yes. and, and funny enough my my I guess if I say my favorite book um, or the life-changing book for me was um, actually New Earth by Eckhart Tolle Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, his famous one is Power of Now. Right? Yes, and they're I've read not that. massively dissimilar, but New Earth for me, because that was fascinating in terms of how the negative side of your psyche can take hold of you. Okay. And um, and for me, that I related a lot to that, and it, I developed a lot of understanding about how to deal with my own negative psyche. But the Napoleon Hill side is more about. Yeah, Napoleon yeah, Hill's bringing about you. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I, I was in London, um, was it last week or the week before? I was in London, I was at uh, WH Smith, wandered in. I, I do believe that you attract certain stuff that's important to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I walked in. Of all the books, that book jumped out at me. I bought it. <laughs> I read it. I read it. I read it within a week and a half. And yeah, really good. Really, really good. So what we need is some execs who are going into um, bookstores and train stations <laughs> to be magnetised to your three books. Well, if it's there, you're probably more likely to find it on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we're, we're talking about habits and, and things that will keep you strong. Yes. Now, as we were saying, then we were talking about, the, the, I guess, the more negative side of your psyche. What do you do uh, when you, you you touched on on this a little bit earlier about things that can go wrong? But how do you deal with challenges, and not just external challenges, but sometimes the internal challenges that mm. come up? Yeah, as you said, you know, we can be our own, own, almost our own worst enemy. Yeah. How do you deal with those in Simon when things aren't going so well? Yeah, and, and it always happens. Nobody can have a, a, a perfect life where everything's running smoothly. I think having the balanced life helps. So having the physical aspect as well as the mental aspect helps. Um, I talked about reframing it a little bit um, and thinking about, okay, this isn't going so well at the moment, but why isn't it going so well? 
what is the lesson I need to get from this situation so that this problem goes away? Because I do believe that you will have the same problem over and over again until you learn the lesson that you're supposed to. I, I do believe life is about learning and, and loving, as, I, as, as, as I've said. Um, I think the other thing to, to think about is if you can't control it, if you can't influence it, well, you might as well forget it. There's not a lot of point focusing on stuff you can't influence. What you need to do in difficult situations, I think, is decide, okay, can I control this element? What can I do to try and improve this and focus on that? Focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. Um, because you know, spending a lot of emotional time worrying, which so many people do, um, it just burns energy. And we only have a limited amount of energy each and every day. So focusing on the stuff that you can do to improve a situation is, is, is the right advice, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm a great, not that I'm perfect with that, but I'm a great believer in focusing on what you can control and influence. Yeah. Uh, I often say this to people in my one-to-one -one coaching where really, you know, drill, drill, drill it back down to what you can actually do something about and change. Because yes. a lot of us can spend way too much time being overly anxious about things that, yeah. are outside of our control and outside of our influence as you were saying Simon well, I, th I think there's a delicate balance as well you know when the going gets tough I I'm a big believer in you don't give up you, yeah, know, you yeah. keep you keep going you keep you keep grinding grinding out get, get whatever needs to get done but then on the flip side of that you have to know when to let go and when all is potentially lost you've you've got to let yeah, go yeah. you know I, 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 I um, did a building project on my house a number of years ago and it went wrong. We had a problem with the builder. We ended up in a legal battle. It was it was it was terrible. But I, I kept going. I didn't give up. But then when at the point when the builder collapsed his business, I had to let go because there was nowhere left to go. So I think you have to balance resilience, determination, with knowing when the time's up and when the time is to focus on something else. Yeah, yeah. And, and you and I were talking about the podcast as well before about um, the importance of family. Yes. And you've got. Um, you know, wife, couple kids, of children, yeah, yeah, couple of children, and and you were saying to me that that there's almost a, a security with family as well, isn't there? And I think, I guess, resilience. Sometimes people talk about resilience, and it's how you respond to challenges. But yeah. sometimes resilience also is about the work you do on a day-to-day -day basis to keep yourself in a more, more secure, yeah. strong state. And for you, that seemed like family was. A yeah, big part fam of that family's for you. massively important. I think family's a great. You know, I I had children probably slightly late you know my first child came along I was 39 40 um, I think family's a great a great leveler because it's not about you anymore it makes you more less selfish you know we all can be quite selfish at times it makes you less selfish and the other thing that I found uh, being a you know father to, to, to two young boys is that you set the example you know so you know I can't go off at a time I have to I have to practice what I preach because they will become a version of me and my wife at some point in the future and um, you know that's that's that makes me think about everything that I do yeah it's, it's true that and it's, it's been it's been conscious in all aspects of life it's funny actually because um, I was saying to you that before we started the podcast that my daughter was 21 on Monday and um, I'd like to think that I've taken the best aspects of my mother and the way my mother uh, <laughs> sort of brought me up and my father brought me up in and brought those through my daughter I'm sure I've not done a perfect job at all but it's our influences from our own parents come yeah. through us as well and it's um, as you say it's almost that it's that responsibility of being a role model isn't exactly. it exactly exactly so yeah no brilliant so there's a lot of th a lot of things there and, and having known you over the years 
Uh, Simon, that when you talk about almost that perseverance, that strength of character to push through the challenges, I've I've seen that uh, a lot in you. I know it's not that we're we're, we're hugely close friends, but we do see each other um, yeah. occasionally, and we've we've always talked about stuff, and I've always seen that in you as well. So, what about the? Interestingly, we lead on to this now because we were talking about you've been a role model for your mm. sons and what have you. But what personal values drive yeah. you then? What's your what's your sort of compass in terms of what guides you? Yeah, first and foremost, honesty and integrity. Um, I think you have to be honest in life. You have to have integrity in life. If you don't, it will come back and bite you. Uh, and I think being honest and having integrity gives you a, a certain peace of mind. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm very, very focused on that. My, my background is I trained as an accountant. You know, there's moral and ethics in becoming an accountant. I don't think necessarily that's where it comes from, but maybe that's what attracted me to that industry in the first place. I don't know. But honesty, honesty and integrity is very important. Uh, I, I, I'm a big believer in karma. Uh, and this uh, this is kind of reinforced by the stuff I've been reading about Napoleon Hill that whatever you put out into the world, you, you get back. So, you know, I may take a shortcut today. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be a penalty to me in the future. So, trying to do the best job that you can, be the best person that you can uh, at all times, which is challenging because we are human. But uh, I do believe in that. And then I think um, the other value that's become more important to me, particularly as I've got older, is about contribution. So, trying to give something back in terms of time, um, expertise. Not not talking about you know giving to charity or something like that, but trying to give something back in terms of time, expertise to perhaps people that that need it. So I'm doing some stuff um, in the uh, in the community in terms of helping young people think about their careers and become motivated about their careers, uh, employability stuff. And I'm doing that because it's it's an important thing to give back. I think you know we're all in a position today because somebody helped us or an insp- or inspired us previously in our lives and I think if you can do that you probably end up getting more from it than, than actually sometimes you give because it's 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 this karma thing yeah yeah said. and and interesting in a way all three of those values if you if, if we're calling them values they almost seem to come together with that sort of positive energy that you're bringing out really yeah. of you because um i think honesty integrity is about the way you treat other people karma is about the way you treat other people yeah. contribution is about the way you treat other people and and i i agree with you entirely uh, about the whole karma thing really because i think that um i think life has a habit of, of, of bringing back to you what you give out yeah and I, and I think you're right i think if you manipulate if you deceive people if it's if you become selfish then um i think your expectation what comes back to you from life should be fairly low really and yes so uh, yeah. no I, I really i really relate to those three values uh, that you mentioned there if, if we were to develop that further i know that you've led people in the past and um I know that you've got your own your own business now, but also you've been involved with um, an organisation called Nottingham Not, Not Mean, Means Business. business yeah. Yes, yes. So there's a there's a a leadership angle, but obviously a really strong communication angle and relationship building angle to what you do. What's your What's your view on how to get the best out of relationships with other people? Then? So good. It's a very good question. The, the The first principle that I always adopt is before you speak before you put your point of view across is put yourself in the other person's position. Um, you know, Everybody is in a struggle of some sort. Everybody has a reason for doing whatever it is they're doing, whether it's good or bad, 
to you and impacting on you. So I try and put myself in the other person's position and understand where they're coming from, um, which means I try not to shoot from the hip. Um, once you understand the other person's position, you can ask the right kind of questions that tends to bring them around to a common ground. So that tends to work quite well. A lot of the principles in my business career codex about executive job search is all about understanding not just your own mindset, but the mindset of the people in the job market that you're trying to engage with. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a that's a, a very strong principle there. Um, I think you have to be prepared to give first to go the extra mile first, certainly in the digital marketing world. You know, you, you, you can't jump online and expect to, to sell something to somebody that you've never met before. It doesn't work like that anymore. You have to give first. Inbound marketing is a, a prime example of that. So I think if you go the extra mile, if you can give to people and help people uh, and not expect an immediate payback, that is a very, very important thing because you'll get the best out of people and they'll naturally want to help you moving forwards. One of the reasons we were able to get our recruitment business um, started in a recession, the f biggest financial crisis this country's seen in a long while, was because I went out and built some relationships with people. I referred business to people. I, you're an example, refer yep, business absolutely. to you. I never expect anything back. But I know that the natural laws of, I can never say this word, I'm going to try and say it, reciprocity. Yep. <laughs> you did a good job there. I did a good job. <laughs> the natural laws of reciprocity, I'm not going to say it again, mean that people naturally would want to help you because you, you've helped them. And um, there was one particular relationship I had with a, a business person, very well connected, and I won a number of business contracts as a result of helping this person win a business contract without expecting anything in return. Um, and I think... The other thing that you have to think about is that you have to recognize that you have different relationships at different stages of your life, and there's a reason for that. And you have to recognize when certain relationships have maybe gone past their sell-by date, and you have to be prepared to, to let go. Because, you know, relationship that you had 10, 15 years ago, maybe not the right relationships for you now. And surrounding yourself with the right kind of people that help you grow, that reinforce your beliefs, you're not only helping yourself, but because you're in the similar kind of mindset, you're helping them as well. So I think you have to recognize that when relationships have gone past a certain point, that you have to be prepared to let them go. That's, that's yeah, that's fascinating really, because it it's that element of choice in the relationships yeah. we have. And you can apply that in, in so many ways, can't you, Simon? It's, um, if people are maybe more negative or toxic, yes. uh, yeah. then, I mean, I, funnily enough, I was talking to a client about this uh, yesterday morning. Then it may be time, to, as you say, to move on from that relationship. As you say, if you're, as you you spoke spoken a lot about your growth and whatever. I guess if you grow as a person and find now that certain people, you had more of a connection with historically, yeah. it isn't quite the same anymore. Then that's time to move on. It can actually be applied applied as well when you leading an organization i think because one of the problems i see is that people leaders organizations don't move quickly enough to let people go from organizations yeah. where they are not the right fit and they may have been the fit the, the right fit at one point but things have changed and there's, there's no longer that that fit between the employee and the organization so yes. yeah. yeah no i relate to that a lot and um certainly you 
I'm not going to even try and say the word as well, but do for other people uh, and, and without really the expectation of good coming back. But, but that's, again, that, that sort of positive contribution to the world outside you. And that under, you also spoke about, you know, that, that empathy piece, that understanding of other people, which yeah. I think is so key to relationships. It's, you know, taking the time to understand somebody else, whether that be in sales, marketing, yeah. relationship building in a broader sense. Everyone um, has their own struggles. And, and we forget that yeah and yeah. you know if somebody if somebody is angry with you for whatever reason it might be nothing to do with you it might be something to do with 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 something they're going through you maybe have the power to help that person but yeah, you'll never yeah. do it if you shout back yeah so so I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit with a question on, it just made me think actually when you when you arrived today and we were just walking into the house and what have you um you were talking about we were chatting about how 2019 was going and you were talking about the person you are now compared to maybe the guy you were in, I don't know, your 20s and what have yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So, slightly cliched question. Yeah. I've not asked it before, right? but, but it sort of came to mind when you, you were talking about that. What advice would you give Simon Gray of wow. the man who was in his 20s or whatever, if you were wow. talking to him now? That's a, that's, a re- that's a really good question. I would probably say stop wasting time and get on with what you want to do believe in what believe in what you want to do and go out and get there i think when i was in my 20s you know i went to university why did i go to university because everybody else did then i came out and got a job very much like everybody else i didn't find entrepreneurship i didn't find um my kind of passion if you like to run a business um until i was probably mid mid 30s now could i have done that earlier on yes i probably could so I think I was held back because back then it was become an accountant, become a doctor, become a lawyer. Um, there wasn't this reinforcement that there is now for young people. So I think young people now have huge opportunities um, to actually go out there and be whatever you want to be. You can do it. So I think I'd say to myself, you know, don't worry. Don't beat yourself up. Don't worry about being criticized. Just go out there and do what you want to do. Just get on with it. And that's what you'll say to your boys when they're yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever they want to do I'll, I'll I'll encourage them you know they change every day so it's very difficult at the moment but whatever they want to do I'll encourage them and I think I think the other thing is when you're in your twenties you think I've got so much time I don't need to do it today I can wait tomorrow I'll wait till next year and then when you come to you know your late forties which I'm in now you start to realise that actually time is very short we're on this planet for around about 26,000 days. When you think about Never that. Never calculated that before. No, I, 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 heard, I heard it somewhere the other day and I, 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 had to, I, had to, I had to check it because I thought, is that really correct? But it is. So every day that you waste is, is a day off that number. Uh, and if you're ambitious and you want to make a difference in the world, you want to make a difference to the people around you, you know, every day counts. So that would be the other thing I'd say. Every day counts. Yeah, yeah. you've worried me a bit there because I think I'm about 15,000, 16,000 into, <laughs> into my time. <laughs> <And> counting. <laughs> no, it's true that. And I think um, I was uh, I was pondering over this. Sorry, I was slightly digressing. No, I was pondering over this question recently about how we can give advice to other people that is more, I guess, powerful, uh, sure, uh, whatever it might be, but sometimes it's harder to give that advice to ourselves, and I guess it's because oh, yeah. we've got that own inner chatter going on in yeah. our heads. And um, but when we stand outside of another person's life, we can see things more clearly. Yeah. And as you say, you know what you'll say to your sons, because they'll no doubt have their own hang-ups and doubts. But you saying believe 
uh, in you know what you're doing and go for it. And, yes. and as you were saying, Simon, really, maybe don't hesitate, don't waste time, but push forward and go for things. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, when I was in my twenties, you know, I would waste. I would waste time. Waste time. And that time is time I'll never get back. But I've learned that lesson now. So that's good news. Yeah, no, and it's good. And it's, you know, from your, some, from your 40s onwards, um, you know, I certainly see somebody in you who um, seems to, well, values their time enormously and does a lot, a lot with that time as yeah. well, whether that be growing your skills or developing your skills. In, you, you, you know, we were speaking earlier about your fascination with new pieces of software in the digital yeah, marketing yeah. arena. So <laughs> developing your skills there, helping people, enormously through what you do with your your business venture um your own challenges with your, your physical development yep. as well yes. all credit to you i think i'm going to stick to swimming up and down a pool and uh, you're more leave than welcome. you to get <laughs> physically battered on lunch times <laughs> doing uh, martial arts but no that that's fascinating so before we we wrapped up today simon first of all thanks hugely because um, i knew this would be a fascinating discussion because we always have a an interesting chat when we meet up anyway but but i think you've given me and, and also people listening to this podcast a lot of interesting insights into how to move forward as, as you said actually it's not about getting too hung up on the past not getting too anxious about the future but where people are now moving forwards getting some decent habits in place living your life by some good strong values that guide you doing good by other people you know there's been a, there's a lot of interesting insights thank you but before we did finish i mentioned earlier that you've had career codex for um it's coming up to six years now then i, I believe yeah it'll be six years yes yeah. yeah and author of three books fourth one uh, coming through so it'd be interesting for people listening to this just to get um a, a quick insight into what what career codex is about okay and what you're up to now really okay yeah no problem so um career codex was really born out of my time in the recruitment industry ran my own recruitment company and of course people come to a recruitment company and they, they're looking for a, a job and either i've got a job for them or i haven't and it was the ones that used to come to my business that I didn't have a job for at that time that I really wanted to help. Their focus was on their CV, their resume, uh, about applying to jobs online. But I knew from being in the recruitment world how employers really make decisions, how they go about their recruitment uh, practices. So this is why I wrote my, my first book. And, and, and basically, I got to the point where people were asking me about my book, could I coach them? And I decided to leave my own recruitment company and, and start Career Codex. So Career Codex is really about taking a different approach to executive job search. Um, it's really about unlocking opportunities in what I call the hidden market. These are opportunities that always exist but are never advertised. Um, they often don't yet exist in the mind of the, the, the people who are going to ultimately need your skills and experience. Um, so it's about promoting yourself to these organizations, getting clear about what it is you want, uh, and really doing things differently. I'm, I'm a big believer, believer in um, taking a contrarian approach in life. So what everybody <laughs> else is doing, forget it, it's already been done. Take a different approach to your, uh, to your job search. So I've coached people from all over the world, uh, some very interesting people at a very high level, uh, and I help them to, uh, to think differently about, their, uh, about the executive job market and their position in it. So uh, that takes a lot of my time. I do private coaching. Uh, I have an online um, product, which is called Executive Edge Online. Um, so uh, yeah, another book in the uh, in in the making at the moment. The the the, the main book for people listening, uh, you can find it on Amazon. It's um, Super Secrets of Successful Executive Job Search. 
Uh, but the book I'm writing at the moment is about my time on one of the toughest martial arts courses in the world in Japan, uh, which I did 10 years ago. So uh, watch this space. Yeah, and no, okay. So if people, I mean, thanks for giving people a pointer to your, your main book. If people wanted to find out more about your services and the yeah. online products available, whatever, which, which is the best website to go cover? I think you've got two or three websites, haven't you? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm kind of narrowing things down okay. a little bit. So, uh, yeah, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, the best website is Career Codex, which is C-O-D-E-X.com. Yeah. Uh, the best bet, if people find me on, uh, on LinkedIn, yeah. Um, so Simon Gray, G-R-A-Y. Uh, and if you're listening to this uh, this this episode and you, you like what I've said and you want to connect to me and reach out, then then great, connect with me and send me a message. It'd be great to hear from you. Yeah, no, thanks hugely, uh, Simon. And I would certainly recommend to any execs listening to the podcast who are starting to think about where their career path is in the future to do just that, to connect with, with Simon. And um, I think you probably found out just from the podcast today that um, he has got an enormous amount of expertise, depth, knowledge uh, that he can bring to you to help you with that. So all that remains is to say a huge thank you for appearing on the latest Leadership Mindset podcast episode. Thanks, Tony. And um, yeah, thank you for your time, which I know you value hugely. So thank you for sparing <laughs> some of time. Thanks a lot. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.